This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site of this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to Edutech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. We want to give a special shout out to CDWG for their sponsorship through some of the equipment that we use here on the show. Good afternoon. I'm David Henderson. And I'm Jeff Matlock. There you go. <laughs> we are rolling and wallowing all in it. Wallowing and <laughs> that stuff. Yes, it is awesome. Today, unfortunately, for the folks who are at ISTE, is the last day of ISTE. It's the last dance. <laughs> the last dance. Oh, sorry. Got me caught up in the... Uh... Oh, it's going to be that kind of show. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Season 2, Episode 3. Yeah, we're we're now thick into Season 2. Um, we're kind of excited. Yeah, um, man. It's... I guess, guess what? Hey, it's the last show of June. And, uh, wow. Yeah, this man. weekend, uh, this next Monday, is the 4th of July. Do, do, do. Yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, we're jumping into a whole new year. Um, so this show should be a lot of fun. Um, we are, since if you're listening to us live right now, um, you can call in. If you would like to call in, leave us a quick sound bite um, at 870-729-1414. That's 870-729-1414. Call in. Uh, you'll, get the, uh, you'll get the, hey, welcome to the EduTech Guys call in line. Leave us a message and a sound bite, and we'll get you on the show. Um, that just works out better for us, and it works out better for you. You can do it on your own time. In fact, keep that number handy. You can use it anytime. Call into the uh, to the call in line and leave us a little "Hey, how are you guys doing?" or maybe you guys should get off the air. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, I, I wasn't going to go that direction, but I, I was going to say though, uh, you know, what's really cool about this uh, new line that we've set up is uh, you can use it for comments, suggestions. Uh, one of the things I like to say, comments, suggestions, problems, horror stories, whatever. Whatever you want to share, you can call in and uh, 
if it's something we can put on the air, which that would be handy if you keep it clean so we can put it on the air. Um, but uh, yeah, if we can put it on the air, then we can uh, throw it up there and then we can answer your question or address your concern or we'll talk about whatever it is that you wanted to call in about. Um, you are listening to radio.edutechguys.com. You can also check us out on the web at edutechguys.com. By the way, uh, if you go to radio.edutechguys.com and sign in, uh, you can participate in the chat down the uh, side of the uh, show there, and we will be monitoring that as we go along. We're also monitoring our Twitter feeds. We are at edutechguys. You can use the hashtag ETGchat, and we'll be monitoring that as well. Yes, we are. <laughs> I, had to, I had to bounce back over here to my show notes. I always get <laughs> always get a little confused. What are we doing here? <laughs> hey, so today we thought we'd have a great show. Uh, we don't have a guest. We just... were wrong. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on just a second. <laughs> um, we thought we'd have a great show. Um, anyway, all of our guests are most likely, all of our guests are at ISTE or um, deep in the heart of summer. This is a great time uh, for educators because they do get to get away and have a vacation. Uh, or they're at ISTE, and we didn't want to bug anybody at ISTE like, hey, while you're at ISTE, find a corner and call in, and we'll interview you with lots of people yelling and screaming around you and, you know, making noise. So, to- Wait, I didn't know that was an option. If, was. if I'd have known that was an option, I would have bugged somebody. Well, yeah, we could have called somebody. <laughs> I like to bug people. Yeah, we do bug people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, today anyway. we, we, uh, we sent out some tweets just around lunchtime. And ask folks to uh, to call in and give us a little soundbite about you know what they learned at ISTE, uh, what changed their educational uh, ideas of technology and integration and usage from ISTE, or what did they learn at ISTE? And um, we we did have uh, we've had about we've had a handful of call-ins that we'll we'll be listening to some of those call-ins here in just a bit. We uh, we did pre-screen those and <laughs> <laughs> yes yes we did we did pre-screen those. Um, What's great is we're also at the Google Apps of the Week, uh, the tr- app trick of the week. We're actually going to have probably four. We'll probably go ahead and discuss all of the new stuff that Google came out with while they were at ISTE this year, which was four big things. So we'll add those in there. Cool. Uh, coming up in a bit. Yeah. Uh, the show is uh, the show. David and I are glad to be in the middle of summer. David just got back from vacation, so he's all rested and he looks, you know, he's got a lot of sun and he looks healthy. <laughs> Uh huh. You know the big thing that happened. Anywho, uh, one of the big things that happened at ISTE this week was um, uh, the new student standards that came out. Yes, um, yes. That was a really big deal uh, because uh, everybody was waiting with bated breath. No, they weren't waiting with bated breath. (laughs) um, They were waiting to see what was happening um, with the new standards, and uh, we might get in discuss some of those here in in just a bit. Uh, Yeah, man, that'd be cool. Yeah. So um, if I could spell, that'd even be better. That would be even better. So let's see. We got to bounce my chat open here. We got a little chat session on. Uh, hey, it's Chad Brinkley. Awesome. Welcome to the show, man. We appreciate you uh, listening in. And uh, we, I, I tell you the other thing. Um, we definitely uh, appreciate uh, the folks that participated. We kind of did some impromptu, uh, got isty bounce-ins for lack of a better description over the last couple of days. Um, and, uh, we didn't, that was kind of a spur of the moment. We didn't get a whole lot of, uh, publicity, uh, rolling out for those, but we still managed to get a couple of folks to, um, participate. So, uh, those of you that were able to connect to the Google Hangout that we were doing the last couple of days, thank you very much 
for participating in that and uh, hope uh, you guys are out there listening to us now if not live then uh, at least uh, through the podcast which by the way you can uh, grab over on iTunes again at EduTech Guys basically you Google EduTech Guys and it's us <laughs> we should pop um, up on there exactly um, but uh, yeah any anyway any any form or or factor or any format that you are uh, listening to us we greatly appreciate it that is awesome and be sure to uh tell your friends uh, I'm, I'm seriously you know let other folks know hey uh listen to us listen listen to these two crazy guys they talk about education and they're lunatics <laughs> are we lunatics <laughs> is that what we're not officially right not officially. As, as sheldon says my mother had me tested <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know i hate it that we missed we missed isti um missed isti but um, uh, definitely David and I will, will EduTech guys, will be at ISTE next year. Yes. And uh, we will be somewhere in the building, and we will be set up somewhere in that building. Yeah. That is uh, what will happen. You can go ahead and put that on your... your and uh, next year, it's in San Antonio, which is uh, right down the road from us. In fact, we were in San Antonio not long ago. So, well, no, we weren't in San Antonio. We were in New Orleans. I was in San Antonio not too long ago. But uh, anywho... We'll be in San Antonio next year at ISTE for sure. For sure. Um, hey, sure. what's great, though, is uh, we, we, like to, we like to toot our horn. You can catch us November 30th through December 3rd at the AES, mm-hmm. a, AESA conference in Savannah, Georgia. Um, that's going to be a, a really fun conference. We're really excited about you know doing that one. Also, you can catch us at FETSI in January, the 24th through the 27th of January, 2017, in Orlando. Um so yeah, back to ISTE. Um, it looks like one of the cool things that happened at ISTE was um, I think most of the people that called in and everyone that we know, the biggest part of any conference is really uh, reconnecting with your, your peers and yes. your friends mm-hmm. and uh, you know getting to talk about all that good stuff and find out what's going on and right. what's going to happen with that kind of thing. So exactly. that's a really big deal. And, and that, that seems to be kind of the, the takeaway from all that kind of stuff. So I think it's, it's, it's really um, interesting that our call-ins, that's what they pretty much had to say. You know, well, that- yeah, meeting up face-to-face with the folks that you probably communicate with online more than anything throughout the year, um, taking part in various ed chats or you follow each other on Twitter or you hang out together on Facebook, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you uh, – but that's so you know what let's take a let's take a quick listen uh this is from kevin honeycutt uh, he called in uh he called in today and then gave us a quick sound bite so uh t- take a listen really quick hey it's that guys this is kevin honeycutt calling in and saying hey first of all i like the work that you do uh the crew here with best keynote and as is hanging out of the booth and we've made lots of good uh, conversations and lots of good connections with people the best thing about the last day of this and all of this really is reconnecting with people re-believing in the things that you do and uh, just re-solidifying these relationships that we have over time. So digital is awesome, virtual is awesome, but there's something about analog breathing the same air that you just can't replace. Anyway, thanks. See you guys. You know, I think Kevin's great. I think one of the funniest things he says there is digital is awesome, virtual is awesome, but you can't beat analog. And, you know, he's right. You know, you go to this conference, the International Standards of Technology and Education, you go to this conference and you – you, you spend most of your time doing analog stuff. You know, you're meeting people, retalking. It, it's all analog. I mean, we can tweet and we can FaceTime and we can you know, email and message all we want, but 
there's something about we see we talk to those people on a daily hourly basis some of them right through you know digital media yeah but then you get there and it's completely different i think it's like when we interview people we like to do a Skype or a Hangout so we can see them. Yes. Because it's it's so much easier to hold a conversation with someone, you know, face to face, analog. As, yeah, as, yes. As Kevin said. Yeah. That well, a really big deal. and to to me anyway, going to different conferences, it's a whole lot, it's a whole lot easier, I think, to get that interaction um, when you when you're standing there with someone as opposed to uh, talking to them, you know, either on the phone or tweeting with them or, you know, something along those lines. I mean, the last couple of days, I was actually in Hot Springs at a special ed conference. Um, and there's just something about being around the gr- a, a group of people. It, doesn't, it really doesn't even matter. I mean, I'm not special. Uh, well, I might be special ed, but I, mean, <laughs> but I, I don't have a special ed background or that kind of stuff. I, I was there actually demonstrating our double robotics robot um, for uses in the classroom. And it was just, it was very cool to have that live interaction. Now, in a weird sort of way, that was actually kind of a, I was like digitally analog. I don't know how you say that. I mean, because, you know, I was there, but then I was also this robot roving around. And then then you called in. And I was on the robot. (laughs) Yeah. That that line gets really, really (laughs) blurred, man. Starting to get a little hazy. You know, oh, it's uh, hazy, all right. <laughs> one of the others that called in. So there's that theme. There's that theme about any conference. And, you know, ISTE is a big one. And, and I think that when a conference can get a little more specific about what it does. You know, if, if you go to Comic-Con, well, that's it's yeah, it's Comic-Con, but it's not specific about anything. It's all kinds of comics. It's about, you know, TV shows and sci-fi and superheroes and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Um, in education, we do do we do do a good job. Um, we do a good job about you know kind of getting our conferences to be specifics. Um, the interesting thing we don't always, but like ISTE is definitely about one thing, you know. Sure. And and so you're getting that group of people back together that are you know that do these you know things specifically for education in technology. Right. So that's a really big deal. i tell you what, let's play one more. Uh, let's yeah, play yeah. another. Um, this is Ginger Lumen. Uh, we'll let you hear it. Here she comes. Hi, this is Ginger Lumen out of Hutchinson, Kansas, and Esbeck. Just wanted to call in to my favorite guy's radio show and tell them how I love ISTE, mostly just because I'm connecting with other amazing educators and sharing the mind space and so that when we go back out into the professional world, I take those hard hits every day. We're connected with those other educators, not just online, but as human beings. I love this piece for that. It's, it's a mecca. It's a mecca. And we got to be here. Uh, hey, guys. Can't wait to hear, uh, hear the rest of your show today. Yeah, she's always great. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we, love, we love Ginger. Yeah, anyway, she's right. She, she, she said something that was, you know, she added to that whole thing is that, a lot of people, this might have been their first ISTE, but they're going to go home with a toolkit of of people that oh, they yeah. can now get in touch with. You know, mm-hmm. a pocket full of Twitter accounts. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but you know, email addresses, Twitter no, accounts, yeah. people that they can now reach out to that mm-hmm. know about STEM or STEAM or 3D printing or using Rokenbach robots in the room or hey, how do I set up you know Go Guardian teacher for my classroom or you know what about Chromebook should I be doing? That's and she's right. And that kind of takes the weight off of a lot of people that, you know, are, are maybe in a place that they don't have a lot of stuff, but they just don't know a lot of ideas about, okay, I've got this 
three things in my classroom. Well, right. I just made, met, you know, a hundred people that can tell me 75 ways to use those three things. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I and, think that's a real big deal. And I think it's very interesting that, of course, you know, and we don't, we don't really, we don't care what you call in and share. I mean, if you, if there, if there was a particular breakout session that just, you know, completely rocked your world, by all means, man, call us and, and share it. And that's awesome. Uh, we want to hear about it. But uh, the common thread so far is it has nothing to do with the sessions at all. It's all about making those personal and interpersonal connections with folks, you know, out and about who are at the conference. Um, and and to me, that's very telling. That that really is. You know, um, I don't know. I guess I sort of expected folks to tell us about the sessions that they attended. Um, especially things like maybe the poster sessions that were shared or, um, heck, even some of the, uh, you know, the, the kind of outside of ISTE sort of things um, that, that folks may have been doing. Um, and instead, we're getting these great stories about connecting with folks. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, that is very telling. It's very cool. It's very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Want to catch another one? Yeah, man. Let's. What else we got? We've got man? some. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've got some other call-ins. Uh, uh, this was. Uh, here, here's one. Just gonna play it. You'll. You'll hear. They'll introduce themselves, and uh, I think they'll give you a kind of a highlight of what's going on at ISTE. Hey, this is Mike Sanders with ESDEC and Best Keynote. Oh man, first ISTE, and it was a wonderful conference. Great relationships built with each all the educators that I've ran into. Uh, just an out of sight conference. People treated me well. ISTE uh, conference. People treated me well. It's just a wonderful, wonderful organization. So look forward to going next year. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Mike Sanders with ESDAC, yeah. Yeah, man. It was his first ISTE. That's interesting to find out that that's his first ISTE. So, but he's with uh, with the key, with uh, Best Keynote. Best too. Keynote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll give a big shout out to Best Keynote because that's a great way using Best Keynote to find a keynote speaker for any of your conferences, any of your, just even at the school level. If you're getting ready to bring your teachers back in August, and you're going to have 50 to 500 teachers, and you're going to do an opening session, you need to get in touch with Best Keynote and get somebody in there to get your teachers pumped up for the year. That's just as exciting as going to ISTE if you have the right keynote speaker to start your school year off on the topics that you're getting ready to push for your school year. Exactly. I think exactly. that's a really big deal. I think maybe that's probably the best part about ISTE that I also hate not being there for yeah. is you know finding out what are the what's trending, yeah. What's the topics? You know, what's happening? What did I miss? It was real interesting this year. Microsoft has come on. Mm -hmm. They've decided that we're, let's let's get into education. Not that they had, didn't decide this a while back, but I noticed that they were pretty heavy at ISTE this year, just yeah. from the tweets and the hashtags and things that I saw. Um, they are they have a lot more of the MIE experts, which I think is Microsoft and education experts. Mm -hmm. They now have you know one of those things, and it's funny. I saw a great discussion. I'll see how you think about this, Dave. I don't think we've ever discussed this. You know, Google has a Google Education certification, a Google Educator, and, you know, Google. All, they, everybody has these specific, you know, certifications you can get as a teacher. Sure. Apple, distinguished, you know, Apple teacher and things like that. I think what's interesting about that is, and so does Microsoft now. And some people say, well, that's just, they're just trying to sell stuff. Well, okay, maybe, but at the same time, they're promoting technology integration and helping someone who decides, you know, I'm going to get an MIE expert in Microsoft because I use, we use Surface tablets and we use OneNote and we use Mystery Skype. So I'm going to go in, you know, and, and they learn 
you know, another thousand things that right. they didn't know, and they get honored for that. Here, you're now an MIE expert. Right. I, I think that's as good as being a Google Google certified teacher because oh sure yeah you know that's a really big deal and I noticed that that's a big move and I think that was a big thing at ISTE this year was you know let's get that kind of well and I and I think even though um, the certifications you know the, the quote unquote pieces of paper on the wall uh, are great and all uh, to me the the real the real bonus for lack of a better word. Uh, of of pursuing and getting those different types of certification is is much more intrinsic, at least for me. Uh, you know, um, and that, those are a couple of things that I want to pursue. You know, I, I want to become a Google certified instructor. I want to. Uh, I, I would love to look at the uh, MIE certification stuff, not so that I can you know have this piece of paper on the wall, literally or virtually, however that works, depending on you know the different scenarios, mm-hmm. but more because that's going to give me, at least in, in my thinking anyway, that's going to give me more tools, more ammunition, for lack of a better word, um, more power, uh, more knowledge, just and a better skill set uh, for using those different applications, those different environments in whether I'm teaching teachers, whether I'm teaching students, you know, it, it, for me, it, it just, it opens up a whole broader world of what I can do, how I can use these versus maybe the way that I have been using them. Right. It's, it's possible that, yeah, I've been kind of using them, but I don't quite understand the full potential. Well, by going through the courses to get certified now, that full potential or even the potential of that potential is is suddenly a thing for me. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Now I see how I could do this. Oh, wait, I see how I can take these three pieces that I thought were kind of disparate and now put them together and go, ah, this is how they all combine. Merry Christmas, students. Merry Christmas, teachers. Guess what? I'm going to share this with you. And now they can take off and do that. So I don't know. I think the certifications are really a really good way to go. I think so, too. I think that's yeah. a really big deal. I think it's, you know, it's it, it gets more teachers more pinpoint on exactly what they need for that, like you said, to get it. You know, Merry Christmas. This is it for classroom. Right. Hey, listen, we had our good buddy, uh, Chad Brinkley, just phone in. He's live on the line. Live on the line. Gentlemen, it's Jack with <laughs> hey, Chad. Can you hear us, Chad? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I sure can. We can hear you now. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, welcome to the show. Hey, um, thanks. Uh, hey, thanks. Yeah, we're glad to have you. That's a that's the best part about it is getting you on the show. Hey, did you <laughs> did you hear what we were talking about there about certifications? I did, and, I did. and my and my instant thought is, is the certification, the certification is, too is too full for me. For me, one it's like it Dave, was like saying, Dave was saying that that I can go and learn it and come back and, and, come teach, back others, and teach others, or I can just or learn it for me and get an extensive. It's like a self paced, tense myself, right? So you end up getting a credential, and then you can share it. So I think it could be as singular or as multiple as you want it to be, and that's the cool thing about the certifications. So uh, tell us, what did you think about? Uh, you weren't at ISTE either, but what did did you get anything out of ISTE this week, especially from all the hashtag tweets and everything? Yes, I did. The thing, one of the things that I enjoyed the most when it worked. The biggest problem that I can't heard coming out of ISTE is that their Wi-Fi was 
horrible in the in the in the place because um, as I've talked to you before, one of my favorite people is Tony Vincent, and he went to ISTE with the specific purpose. He didn't present. He didn't do anything like that. His whole purpose was to periscope the poster sessions. So where, I mean, there were different, uh, one of them I watched is where, where they were smashing apps and that kind of thing. And he was going around and interviewing people. He put a lot of time and energy into it and the Wi-Fi didn't work for him as well. But um, it was fabulous. He, he was doing some great periscopes and he had people on the periscopes creating new Google Docs. So for the people he interviewed and their websites and all that stuff, their Twitter handles, it was fantastic. And then, so I'm still going through the archives of that. But um, I, one of the things I'm interested in about that came out of ISTE was the quizzes part added to Google Forms. Talk about, yeah. And uh, kind of the announcement week for things, people like, I'm going to unveil this at ISTE. So... Yeah, I wish I wish Apple would have called me today and said, for ISTE, I'm going to give you the migration to the new stuff. <laughs> yeah, see, that's exactly. I wish it would have been, hey, listen, uh, we. You know, it's funny that you know Apple didn't really do anything at ISTE. I mean, well, they didn't make any big announcements for education. Right. Well, and they and it was it was obviously absent from the keynote back in a couple weeks ago. At WWDC, when they were unveiling the new iOS, I thought one of the things that they'd really hit on would be the education advancements that they made. Didn't even touch it. So maybe they're planning a specific education thing with the launch, or I don't know. That could be too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would guess that maybe that's what we're probably looking at. Is something's coming up? You know, they're going to do something before in August or end of July. Because they will yeah. have, yeah. they will have another big announcement from Apple coming up in the next two months or three months, and it'll be some of their hardware. Maybe they're going to throw the education stuff in on that one. Yeah, that'd be my guess. That'd be my. Yeah, I mean, uh, it to me, it's it's no coincidence that uh, Amazon announced their education endeavor during ISTE week. I mean, you know, that was the other one. That was the other yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm really interested to see where that's going because they're a massive player in the ebook, and if uh, they can do it very, I mean, if it's free, they've got the clout to do it for free. And you know, I mean, it, for me, to them, I was talking to somebody today, and I said our school district needs a Prime account, like a like a corporate Prime, so that when we order something, we. Well, that just opens up a whole can of worms. You give us the free stuff, and all of a sudden, we're buy you become our vendor, and we're not calling all these other guys as well. That there drops them into the same market as Google and Microsoft. You know, I was telling you earlier, Damon, I was talking about how how big Microsoft was at ISTE this year. They were really oh. heavy, oh. and you know, into everything that's going on there. Uh, it, the interesting thing about the, the the new stuff from Amazon is. I noticed one of the things said free uploads, unlimited uploads. So I'm wondering, I haven't looked into the whole Inspire thing from Amazon yet. I've got to sit down, you know, and read the whole right, thing. Right. I'm guessing you're right. It's This is about digital text and digital textbooks and things like that. But it makes you wonder, that the upload thing, I, I hope they have a, a really blown out way. You know, Apple created the, uh, the, 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 uh, the book creator for right. education. Right. And it's just, it's a great 
great piece of, of software. It just never has caught on. You know, teachers are just not building, you know, they're not using the opportunity in a year's time to build their own curriculum that's then easily right. modified right. for years to come. I'm wondering if maybe Amazon's done something like that. I, I would hope that they've come out with that because that might light the fire under everybody, Microsoft and Google to go, okay, hey, this is working for Amazon now. We need to get into the textbook creation, you know, and that, that that's where this upload thing comes from. Otherwise, they're just recreating Google Drive. They're well, just recreating a cloud-based Google Drive. Right. One of the things that um, I want to say uh, Harry Dickens forwarded to me earlier today um, was a thing from Amazon Inspire, and it was you could win one of their new free whatever their gadget is. I can't remember what it's called. You know, that, that thing where you talk to it and it listens to you 24-7 and invades all your Alexa. privacy. Or, yeah, that. Yes. So um, not that I'm biased for or against it or anything. Um, but anyway, um, so you could win one of those if you, uh, if you were one of the folks who would contribute uh, resources. And that's what they wanted you to upload uh, education resources to their site. So Amazon, just I'm just feeling this out here. Amazon wants all the educators in the world to provide the content for their own education piece. Is that what that's, I mean, is that what that is? I mean, hmm. to me, that's what it sounded like. And I thought, so essentially you want to become another clearinghouse for information that's already available elsewhere on the web. I, eh, I don't know. It kind of hit me weird. Right. It's, it's well, and one of the things that I've seen a lot of is there are people that are really good at some things, but feel like they have to do a lot of things for some reason. And in my focus is do what you do better than everybody else. And then if there's a need for something else, add it. So I'm kind of with you, Dave. I kind of want to see where they're going with that. Have they delivered so much free content to people that people are bringing it back to them? Is it a quid pro quo or is it you buy these resources from us, create a great curriculum and then upload it back? I mean, how many times are they going to dip? <laughs> yeah. I, that just, that, that struck me as, I don't know, just kind of weird. I, I don't know. You know, and, and going back to what Jeff was talking about earlier um, in terms of like iBooks mm -hmm. And I would even argue things like Google Classroom, Google Sites. Um, you know, most teachers are not content creators, and they don't want to be content creators, and they don't care about content creation. They are, you know, they're consumers. Give me what, you know, give me some resources that I can use in my classroom. I'm going to teach the way I want to teach, but I'm not going to create the content. I'm going to take existing content and use it in my classroom. And I think that's kind of where some of those tools have, have, I don't know, kind of stumbled for lack of a better description. It's just, you know, it was put out there in the hopes that everybody was going to create. Yeah. Well, you know what? Not everybody wants to create. I mean, sorry, right. that's just, right. that's the way it is. I'm, and I'm not trying to be negative about it because there are people who create and they are phenomenal at it. And there are folks who have left the classroom because they got so good at creating that they were like, you know what? I actually don't want to be in the classroom. I'd rather create stuff and share it. And now look at here. I'm, you know, I can, I can have a different type of living yeah. still in education, oh. Oh. but just from a different angle. We're, we're actually talking to a guy. That's what he did. Well, we, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> exactly. You're right. Just saying. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the teachers pay teachers. Um, 
they're they're I think they're up to at least ten millionaires who have made a million dollars selling classroom materials, and so you know it's it's a pretty lucrative business. And I was talking to a principal today who's looking at the new Arkansas digital learning the the gov- the 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 ADE memo came out about here's the rules and regs about seat time and virtual classes and that kind of thing and this guy is looking at he was looking for an LMS and found one that actually has curriculum already built that he wants to provide to his students so there's kids that may not be able to come to school maybe homeschooled maybe uh, uh, discipline problems or whatever. His idea is the district purchases this LMS with the built-in content already created, delivers it to the kids. The kids take the class, they get the credit, and they and then the district gets the money for the kid. That's exactly and so, it. And so we're consuming content that's already made, if at all possible. <laughs> no, I think that would be the real key factor here. Is that when, when, if it's Amazon or whoever gets that idea that let me provide, let me provide all the pieces you need so you don't have to create the content. I'm going to provide the pieces. Then you can use the book creator to build your book with the pieces that I've already created. Right. Right. Well, and that's that's, what, what, as I started thinking about it after I got off the phone with him, I was thinking of potential roadblocks and he said they were going to start calling parents tomorrow and ask them if they'd be interested and letting their kid do that. And I thought, well, that's good, but your kid is enrolled in your school. Are they going to be cool with taking a class from someone in another state? Right? I mean, so that's a potential, like you go to this school right here in my town, but I don't know that guy. Could I go get FaceTime with him? Am I going to be able to? So there's some potential roadblocks to that, that stuff that's created far off. So, I would really want to have a local facilitator so that it's that, that I still have that local buy-in. Back before the Arkansas Digital Learning uh, Act or whatever the official name of that thing was, um, before that rolled out a couple of years ago, you know, the state of Arkansas was doing uh, compressed interactive video distance learning, really, I mean, every district was doing it, and uh, or nearly every district was doing it. And for the most part, they were um, doing the distance learning with, you know, local or even not necessarily local, but, you know, universities, uh, community colleges to get concurrent credit, to get some of those other hours, or they were working with various providers that were in-state handling that. But having said that, Several of the providers were using teachers who were not based in Arkansas. Um, you know, one of the providers, and I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing fingers, naming names, um, whatever. This is just the way it is. One of the providers was using uh, at least one, if not a couple, of teachers who were based in Texas, um, and those Texas teachers were leading that course for the Arkansas students. And that's that was one of the concerns that some of the parents had was, well, how am I supposed to talk to, get in touch with, deal with this teacher in Texas who's, you know, handling my student here? And, and you know, if, if an issue comes up, how do I, you know, how do I get that resolved? And ultimately, 
I think, and 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 this, I'm I'm getting to my point here. <laughs> in order to address kind of the issue you brought up is, you know, I, I think ultimately that the local contact is going to be the local district. So it doesn't matter where that content is coming from, um, where that teacher is based. At least in my opinion, I don't believe any of that matters so much as, however that student is getting credit and however the um the the monies that transfer in order to handle the schooling of that student uh, as long as there is ultimately some state-based contact uh to me anyway i would think that 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 is what ultimately matters um now I have not, I, and I haven't seen what the what the new layout is in terms of how the hours work and all that. So I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Um, but ultimately, you know, if if I'm if if my student, if I live in say I live in Prescott, right? Okay, so I live in Prescott. If my daughter is going to take uh, an online course and that's being taught by somebody in California. Frankly, I don't really care as long as it's meeting the standards and she's getting and really, frankly, I don't even necessarily care about the standards other than, you know, I guess it has to meet the standards. But as long as she's getting what she's supposed to be getting out of the course and hopefully more um, than might than she might have otherwise, I don't care where the teacher is. Heck, I don't care if the teacher's in England that, you know, right. as a right. parent, that doesn't necessarily matter to me unless or until you know, something does come up that's concern, and then I need, how do I handle that as a parent? You know, what are what are the provisions in place for me to be able to address that particular issue? Well, and, you know, well, I'm thinking, about, I'm it thinking more, about it more, the students that are probably going to sign up for those classes are less likely to have parents who are going to raise issues where they kind of know what you're getting into on the front end, right? And you kind of explain that. Well, this is going to be the workflow if there's an issue with the grade or with a assignment or that kind of thing. So I think there's some uh, way to work it. But my only concern for him and for some people is I love the progress, but I don't want us to go 100 miles an hour and then hit a 50 mile an hour curve, you know, and, and you know, let's just make sure that we go at an appropriate speed so that nothing catches us off guard and we end up in a ditch. That's my my, right. Yeah. And, oh, and by uh, the same token, and, uh, you know, you don't break speed records by maintaining the same speed all the time. You know, <laughs> you are going to break right. a few bones in right. the process. You know, just, exactly. Just saying, exactly. You know? <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you something I'll, I'll tell else you. that uh, a trend that I'm seeing and that it was uh, the stuff that I saw from ISTE too. And I wanted to ask you guys about this in ed tech companies. And you guys know, I used to work for one. And a lot of in the in the past, almost all product, software, hardware, whatever, was the initial buy-in, and you own it until you upgrade. And then a lot of stuff changed and went to, well, we're going to start with a subscription, and based on how much you want, this is how much you pay. But what I'm starting what to see start more and more of, which I'm really liking and I think is going to help for us people who implement, is let's go, for example, Nearpod. Nearpod is an amazing tool. You can use it for free all day long. Now, you can't do a lot. You can't do everything, let's say that. So there is a graduated pay point 
So yeah. that, so that so if so you've got, you could do, got, but could what do, I'm saying is for me in a district, for, I could say, I'm going to train all my teachers on Nearpod and some of them are going to use it. Some of them are not, well, we're not out any cash, but the ones who do let's buy the upgraded license for the 20 that do. And then you don't ever waste that money on the front end. So that's a trend that I'm seeing in more and more of the companies and more and more of the apps and those platforms. And so I'm really encouraged as a as an in integrator to see that people are going to be more prone to try stuff if there's no upfront investment. Yeah, you guys see yes. the same you thing. See the same thing. We, I am. And, you know, it's it's what's been going on anyway in in apps on both the Android store and on the iOS store since its inception. You know, in-app purchases. I mean, that's right. what we're literally right. talking about here. But yes. I mean, if, if I teach a workshop on Nearpod or I teach a workshop on any app or any application for that matter, any web best application, and it's free, it's kind of like Mixler that we use. You know, Mixler yeah. is free. You can broadcast for an hour as many times a day as you want to, but, you know, they have to be separate hour broadcasts. And that's just to get you going. And, you know, you right. don't get analytics right. and you don't get this kind of stuff because you, why would I go out and pay $100 for a pro account and then I only do four podcasts the last 15 minutes each. And, and so you're right where they've given education the ability to, to make our dollars stretch longer because we throw out Nearpod and come to find out that we have 100 teachers and 40 teachers use it. And 38 of those teachers say, that's all I need is what it does in its basic form. There's no reason to spend any more money on this, but we love it just like it is. Great. Wonderful. Right. Right. And, you know, and even at that point, it's it's like, well, if the 40 of you like it, we'll pay for 40 licenses of it and not 100 because we didn't waste any money on the front end. We've not lost any any money. You know, we lost some time, but we didn't lose any money on it. So I agree with you. I, and I'm seeing that. You're right. That's exactly what I'm seeing happening out there. Well, and I think it all it all feeds into the whole value added mindset that I, that I think has been an overall shift really in, you know, any well, really in a lot of services, but certainly web-based or app-based services in general, education or otherwise, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, like um, Jeff said, you know, we use Mixler and, you know, there is a free version and there are certain limitations, but for a little bit of money per month, you can upgrade and you get these bonus features. For a little bit more money than that, you could upgrade again and you get these other features. Um, I'll tell you where my um, my concern about this particular um, trend comes in is, and we've seen this. What we've seen is when, especially when the service, whether that's education software or it's it's a app or a website or whatever, they give you something for free, and then they have multiple p paid tiers. Okay, then after a year. Or so, you know. Once thing, once that company starts to grow and take off, or whatever, um, the trend that I have seen is okay. Well, now we're going to back off what we're giving you for free, and the first tier is now five dollars more than it used to be, and the next right. tier right. is twenty dollars more than it was before. So, had you got in when we first started up. You know, we would have had a killer deal for you, but but now we're we're expanding our services, so therefore you get less for free, and technically you also get less for the money you're paying for each of those tiers. And and I, I will tell you straight up, that's one of the things. Now, Jeff and I were grandfathered in 
to the account that we have with Mixler because we've been with them long enough that we actually got in before they started bumping things up. Now, to get what we have at Mixler costs a lot more than what we're paying. At least five times of what we're paying. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. So that's my concern with this trend is it's almost like the whole fish hook thing. We're going to hook you. Uh, you know, it's almost, it's not quite bait and switch, but, you know, we're going to hook you. But if you don't get hooked early enough, then what's going to happen is, well, we're changing our platform. So, therefore, you don't quite get what you used to get for that free level. I don't know. Well, that and, that uh, worries me a little. But the, th- but the thing about that, too, though, is that's going to level the playing field a little bit, but it's also going to make your uh, – run-of-the-mill upstart guy, they're going to fall off if they get too greedy. Because the big guys, I mean, the big guys eventually will say, look, you know, we're still free. We're still there. And it's 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 the greed that hits the guy who got their first thousand users. And it's like, okay, now we're liquid. <laughs> let's, 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 now let's get, make our real money. Now let's retire. So, so, and, and there's a prime example for that, too. You look at um, Blackboard, right? And, and now it, the name escapes me. There was, you know, there was another company um, that did what Blackboard did, but it was way cheaper. And ultimately, Blackboard bought them. And then, not only that, they raised the prices like to this crazy astronomical price that essentially knocked education out of Blackboard's reach. You know, right. and now, right. even now, Blackboard is primarily higher ed and business because most K-12 schools can't afford the service that Blackboard had. And, you know, at one point, there was a service that was equivalent to Blackboard before Blackboard bottom up, you know, that they were doing it for, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even remember if it cost anything. Of course, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head now, and I, I hate that because, I mean, we're talking – now, we're also talking 15 years ago or so, but still, you know, it, right. it's that similar right. situation where, like you said, you know, you start to get somebody who, who gets their first 1,000 buy-ins, and they're like, oh, hey, we're doing great. Let's jack up the price. Let's, you know, and then ultimately, if you do that enough times – to the wrong people, you won't have business anymore. I've been there. Right. Well, and you do right. it. <laughs> you do it without do it without, without providing new value. New value. That's right. the other thing exactly. that they do. They're like, we're they're stick like, with we're what we built. It's so popular, but we never bring you any advances or additions, and that's when they nosedive. And anyway, I I know I totally got us off topic of from ISTE and all that, but that's just something that's been on my mind because I've had people ask me about it, and I'm just like, man. That's the way to do stuff right now. And and it makes it makes more things accessible to teachers who are looking for that one thing that fits me. And and you don't have to be as blanket covering with your platforms and with your instructional pieces because well, we get a better price if we buy it for everybody. So you kindergarten teachers try to use the same thing our high school teachers use. So exactly. Exactly. so you know, I could use Seesaw or or Shelby K through three, and then Google Classroom four through twelve. Exactly. You know that's you know, that's what that's, I like about the flexibility of it. Anyway, anyway, but uh, cool. but uh, fellas, so, I don't so, want to hijack stuff. stuff. Well, no, I got to. Uh, I'm the time manager here, and we're we're running out of time as <laughs> yeah, usual. Yeah, I got to. Yeah, I got to. So I'm going to give you. I'll give you 20 second uh, elevator pitch. What's going on with you for the rest of summer? 
Oh man. oh man! I just yesterday we sent off our order for our 330 iPad Pros, 9.7 inches with keyboards, smart keyboards. They'll be in next week, and then we're just waiting on our migration to the new iOS so that we can do all, so of, our can do all of our managed IDs and managed stuff. And man, so that's all I'm doing <laughs> for the rest. Of the summer. Well, that's gonna, I think that's going to keep you pretty busy. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, well, we definitely uh, appreciate you uh, chiming in, and folks can follow along. You are at Tech with Chad, right? Yes, yes. at Tech with yes. Chad. Tech with Chad. You awesome. Guys are the best. And we appreciate it as always, man. Thanks, Take Chad. Care. We'll talk to you soon, you okay? You too, All right, man. Yeah, we got to get together. We got to get together. All right, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, later. Bye. Hey, I want to thank Chad Brinkley for coming on the show. He's always fun to have on the show. Yeah, man. He always he knows what's going on. He's down grassroots, man. He knows what's happening down there in, in, in the school districts. Listen, you're listening to uh, edutechguys.com, radio edutechguys.com, coming to you live from uh, Hope, Arkansas, Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative and Hope Public Schools. We're going to jump out real quick, gather our thoughts, come back and talk about the new stuff from Google and uh, wind this show up. Uh, before we go, though, I want to play one more of our quick call-ins that we had. Uh, this one is from a superintendent in Kansas. Uh, take a quick listen. We'll be right back. So, hey, the best thing about this period, whether it's last day or first day, is building contacts and, and, and relationships. Just been great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Oh, this is Derek Brown, our superintendent of schools, Kansas. Kansas. There you go. Everything about ISTE this year seemed to be about building contacts. I think that's probably what it's about most of the time, getting to see all the cool stuff and all the breakouts. Hey, listen, we have a great, uh, one of our favorite, a friend of both of ours, someone we know we, uh, is uh, Trey Johnson. Yeah, man, and, this uh, is going to be great. Yeah, Trey Johnson is a, uh, is a great blues guitarist, and um, Jason Wilman is, is his uh, partner in crime. Jason is one of the best harmonica players I've heard in ages. To see these guys live, if you're in the Arkansas area, Texas, Oklahoma area, you can always catch these guys at local clubs, and uh, they're just very popular. This song is called Lo and Behold, and uh, this is Trey, uh, Trey Johnson and Jason Wilman. Jason, let's do a Jason, love song for the ladies. Blow it like you stole it this time. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs>
can't get no rest, honey, when you're laying in my arms. Cause your ass is so hot, you keep setting up my smoke alarms. That is Trey Johnson and Jason Wilman. Lo and behold, you can find out more about them at Trey, T-R-E-Y, TreyJohnsonMusic.net. We appreciate them letting us uh, play their music, feature them this week. Awesome stuff, man. Yeah, if you're listening or you know someone that would like to feature a song on Edutech Guys, tell them to holler at us. You know, hit us up. Go to www.edutechguys.com. Drop down to the bottom of the page. You'll find a comment form there. Fill it out. Have them fill it out. Have them get in touch with us. We'll uh, gladly uh, put them on the show. We like to feature artists, especially those that are maybe not as popular as everybody else, but are actually sometimes better artists than are out there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, guess what time it is? It's time for <laughs> Google App of the Week. Yeah, that's David's only singing he does. That's right there. That's the only singing they'll let me that's do on true. air. So this week at ISTE, um, <laughs> Google re- re- released... Um, Four teacher tools. And uh, what a great time to do it. They- one, one teacher tool. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, sorry. So, yeah, four teacher tools. Let's take a look at them real quick. The first one was they introduced the Expeditions app. And uh, what the Expeditions app is, is pretty much you download Expeditions, um, and then it's, I think they have 200 Expeditions to choose for to choose from right now, which is, you know, you, you can use a, uh, uh, a virtual headset or Google Cardboard, yep. and you can go on these cool little expeditions and do stuff like that. Well, and my understanding is the the big deal is that they made it free for educators. If I remember right, um, I think they're actually like 30 bucks a piece or something normally. Wow. I can't remember. I, somewhere I saw that price, um, and maybe that that's how it used to be before now. Maybe, maybe it's free for everybody. I don't know. But my understanding was that they made it free for educators, which is phenomenal yeah. so right now it's available for android but it will be out for iphones and ipads coming soon that'd be cool so that's the first thing then the next thing they did was a uh, google cast for education which <laughs> that gets into some really amazing stuff because that's a chrome app that allows students and teachers to share their screens wirelessly from everywhere in the classroom so at that point the cast for education it can carry video and audio across your school network that's so cool. yeah it has built-in controls for teachers and it works with google classroom so it's easy to invite students into a casting session. And because the app runs on the teacher's existing computer, it doesn't require new hardware. So the teachers run the Cast for Education app and the students can share their screens and existing cast features in Chrome. So they're just running Chrome is pretty much That's all awesome. they have to do. Man, that is so cool. Yeah, and here's the big one that David likes that we were talking about earlier, and that's uh, the new quizzes in Google Forms. Yeah, man, I mean, this is so cool. So they basically what they've done is really beef up Google Forms for you know educators, yeah. and really you can actually adapt this for you know any time, right? Yeah, yeah any time where you want those kind of instant results. So it allows teachers to auto grade or or anybody multiple choice and checkbox questions, so teachers can spend less time grading more time teaching, yeah. which is all what we're looking for. Um, they can also add review materials in the form. Uh, in the form of uh, explanations, supplemental websites, they can review videos. So students, they can get quick and actionable feedback 
plus there's more. Um, teachers can get instant feedback on student progress. They know which lessons need more explanation, what to teach next, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's very, very cool. And then there was a, uh, a common request from educators to disallow students from sending themselves a copy of the responses. And so that's been incorporated because that was, that was one of the issues, right? You get the student to fill out the form, and then they could email themselves a copy of the responses. And give well, their buddies in the next class you know. the test. Hey, here's the test you're going to take in fourth period. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's interesting. You know, there were a lot of software. There was a lot of software out there and websites the last two or three years that charged thousands of dollars to do pretty much what that's doing. To give you instant response. Yeah. Your kids are oh, yeah. yeah so, absolutely. And one of the last things they did was creative apps on Chromebooks. So explain everything. Soundtrap and Wii Video are creative apps that, that students demonstrate, or anyone for that matter, their understanding of curriculum through their own unique voice. So you can guess what that is. Soundtrap, I think that explains itself. And uh, Wii Video, if you haven't looked at explain everything, it's really cool. So... Um, they've worked close together with the app creators, and it was just like Chad was talking about. There is a free version of each one of those apps, but they've also made sure that schools are going to get special pricing for all three of those apps if you purchase them in a bundle. Um, so, but they can. What's cool is they can be purchased when you buy your Chromebooks. So even then, you're going to get an even better price. So there's the interesting thing that's happening is that a lot of schools, a lot of companies are already bundling GoGuardian. And now they're going to end up, you know, they're going to start bundling other sure. pieces that work with Chromebooks and you're going to save a ton on it. So here pretty soon, the best way to find out about explain everything Soundtrap and Wii Video would be like to contact whoever your reseller is. So that's a that's a really big one right there. That is that is awesome. So something interesting happened cool. this week that David shared with me about uh, YouTube. Go ahead. and Well, um, <laughs> one of the very interesting things that happened, uh, YouTube, a Google company, uh used some formula and I I don't know if they've I don't think they've actually shared how they came up with this particular uh, methodology um, but anyway they determined uh, which users were actually inactive uh, in Google in YouTube on Google plus and then they dumped those users they deleted those user accounts so the way this affected uh, other users creators mainly, um, is that many YouTube channels lost tons of subscribers because of these, you know, so-called inactive accounts. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see how many so-called inactive accounts got deleted that actually weren't inactive. Mm-hmm. So uh, how many folks are you know flipping out that their stuff got deleted and they weren't actually inactive? And um, I, I can from personal experience. Um, now I don't have a whole lot of subscribers at this point on my YouTube channel. I've got maybe 140. Um, but what had happened to me was I lost, I instantly lost uh, half a dozen subscribers overnight. You know, I, I went, you know, you go to bed one night and you're like, Hey, I got this many subscribers and you wake up the next day and it's a half a dozen less. And I'm like, okay, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but some of the folks that I uh, subscribe to, they lost, you know, hundreds of thousands of users overnight because of this. So it really affected them, you know, way more than it affected me uh, percentage-wise. Um, so very interesting uh, choice. In a, in a way, I can see why it needed to be done. Uh, you know, what happens with a lot of online services? 
People create accounts, they create fake accounts, that is, an account that gets created that never gets used, and essentially that's how they kind of, you know, they can use bots to do the subscriptions, that kind of thing. So, I mean, I can see where they're, you know, I, I can sort of understand their uh, rationale behind doing it. It's just they didn't tell anybody. They, were they didn't tell me it was going to happen. It's just, you know. That's kind of a bad thing. It you is know, kind of let a let everybody thing. know about it. Hey, so listen, uh, we're going to wrap this show up. Um, it's been a great day. Yeah, uh, man. I want to thank all the folks that called in and gave us some sound bites from Misty. Let us know how that went down. And I, I did want to give a quick just uh, clarification, or, or I don't know if clarification is the right word, but um, Derek Reinhardt, he's the superintendent from Nest City, Kansas. He had called in with a soundbite, and it was a little hard to understand uh, who he was and where he was calling from. But we, we got his contact information. I just want to make sure that that, that was put out there. And we appreciate, awesome. you know, uh, everybody else who chimed in and, and let us know what they thought of Isti. Yeah, I want, I want to thank Chad Brinkley. He sh- he popped up in the chat, and I invited him to come on and talk a little bit with us. I want to thank Chad for coming on the show today and uh, talking about and getting us off topic. But it was a good off topic. It was something that was fun to talk about. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can catch this show on iTunes. Check the Twitter feed and you'll find the iTunes link. Just go to iTunes and search EduTech Guys. For that matter, go to the web and search EduTech Guys, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S, and we'll probably be the first thing that pops up. Absolutely. We want to thank Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools for letting us do this each and every week. It's been awesome. And a special shout-out to... CDWG for providing some of the equipment that we're using on the show. Thank you very much for listening. I'm David Henderson. And I'm Jeff Madlock. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program to those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You You can can do do it all, all, but but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.